Welcome to episode three of Things We Shouldn't Admit. I am your host, Casey P, along with my brother from the same mother, Nick P. How's it going? Uh, it's going great, Casey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're finally on the other side. You're usually listening. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I thought it would be uh, just a nice, comfortable transition, but I'm feeling a little strange being here. <laughs> I didn't know you had a whole studio set up in here. <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to shoot a dirty movie. Oh, um... Look how crooked the picture is, I just realized. But we'll roll with it. Yeah, you've always been kind of an egomaniac, you wanted. I thought you were going to... Center cam. I thought you were going to say, I've always been crooked and make a Hillary joke. <laughs> Lock him up. <laughs> Lock him up. We usually do every uh, this episode, or this show, once a month, but Cody didn't have any stories, unfortunately. Yeah, before we get into stories, you had one thing I wanted to bring up from the other, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> Warzone got brought into the topic, oh. and you straight up said, fuck you, Nick. Uh, I'm sorry, Warzone has just been <laughs> crazy addictive lately. Uh, I have a great time with it. It's a lot of fun. And first off, as far as <laughs> things we shouldn't admit, I was playing the other day, and we had a victory, and I was so happy it felt so good and at first i just said it as a a thing to say that right now at this point in my life a war zone victory feels better than sex and the more i thought about that i mean that um from the bottom of my heart so i guess that's a perfect thing things we shouldn't admit because that's the truth um and i also want to say the last time i asked you to play games i was like let's play some games other than Warzone. you had some lame ass excuse like i can't i'm going to new york <laughs> and I don't think it's other than Warzone. I think you said let's play Warzone. No, no, no. Richard Jack says that Wednesday you want to play some games, and uh, next text said not Warzone. Oh, I probably took that as a joke. Like how so that means Warzone. No, it was not a joke. <laughs> I mean, anything but Warzone. Because <laughs> I love it when you're on Warzone, but it just it's obvious that you don't like it that much. No, and it's faded. That's why. That's why I called you out because I was trying to get you to play for a while. Yeah, I don't want to play Warzone. Yeah, I think the thing about it is this is the first game since like the old Halos where like, a bunch of people I know are playing it. You know, that was what was so much fun about Halo because everybody played it, and now just keep, keep finding more and more people that are that are in the Warzone that I had no idea. So there it is. Oh, all right. Well, do you want to? Well, I guess you kind of told one there, but do you want to tell your first story? Um. No, why don't you go ahead? That was a, a good thing I shouldn't admit because that's the truth. And if some people hear that, they're gonna it's really gonna blow their mind. One person in particular. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, should I start with the stories from New York that I teased on the other podcast? Because that's kind of a few stories. Yeah, that'd be great. Bundle them up. All right. So some of these are just kind of quick stories. Um, so. <laughs> This was uh, our first night there, actually. We were walking from our hotel, the New Yorker, to Times Square, which is like a two-minute walk. And uh, <laughs> we both got texts at the same time. But uh, we, it was only a two-minute walk from our hotel to Times Square. And just in those two minutes, we are looking around the buildings. It was New York. It was nighttime. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. And then this guy was walking past this girl. And he said, you can suck my dick in Brooklyn. <laughs> and Danielle, what the? And then there's these girls passing the street. Yeah, you heard me. You can suck my dick in, dick in Brooklyn. She kept screaming it. And she said, what is going on? Can we just cross the street? And that was our entrance to New York there. Um, so that was just a quick one there. You guys shoot over to Brooklyn? <laughs> we did. Not then, though. Later in the trip. Then, um... We were getting our, our characters drawn or our, um, our characters, you know? Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. We did that in New York. Did you see the picture? No, not yet. The uh, one of Buckeye, is that what you mean? No, our friend did that. Um, we got one of us. I'll show you after this. It was talented. It captured the hideousness of the dawn. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. Um, so we were getting those drawn, and it was in Times Square, so the craziest part of New York, and everybody's already walking around and looking at you. And... This Asian man has to sit on the smallest stools in the world, so it's already uncomfortable. He's like, all right, don't, don't look at me, but just stare straight. 
So he said I want to stare straight past him. So it's already incredibly awkward and it takes so long to draw it. And then <laughs> Danielle's got hers drawn. And then I was, I was getting mine drawn. Another Asian man that was not with him came up with um, like a GoPro and he started filming me. <laughs> and he's like, what he's trying not to laugh and just kept it from my face the whole time. How and far I, in front of your face? Um, he's probably about four feet away, but that's not far, especially when you're just staring. And I just had to stare straight past him. And I was like right where he was holding the GoPro, just filming me the whole time. And Danielle kept like trying to look at me and say stuff, but I just had to stare straight ahead. <laughs> so that one's much funnier if I had a, I wish I had a GoPro on me because it's so much funnier if you see this happening. You should have asked him for the video. <laughs> and then, um, when you see the drawing, it gets even funnier when you see what he why he was probably recording it. I realized later after I saw the drawing. Does the drawing have an Asian man with a GoPro in it? <laughs> no. He was uh, in front of us. So it was us, the Asian guy drawing, and the Asian guy was behind him. But yeah, I wish he was behind us and gotten a drawing. That'd been awesome. Um, he did try and uh, give me a great deal. The picture, I think, was $30. And then he's like, I had this nice frame here. And uh, if you get in uh, $15 more, I'll give it to you. I'll put it in there so it doesn't get ruined. And I was like, uh, I don't have any cash on me. And he's like, okay, $5. And I was like, I still don't have any cash. And I literally opened up. I had a fanny pack on me. And he's like, well, can you, do you have uh, the cash app? And I was like, no, I, I don't. I almost said I have Venmo, but I was like, oh, God, no. I know where this is going. And he's like, there's ATMs all around. I was like, okay, I'll just take the picture. Uh, all right, I'll just I'll give you the frame this time. <laughs> oh, so what? <laughs> Tough you, bargain. He couldn't throw the, the frame in with it. Were you paying with a card? He couldn't just put the. I was doing cash. Oh, I, okay. I really did have just that much cash somehow, so it worked out perfectly. Um, because I probably would at least give him five dollars extra, but it worked out for me. Yeah, there. that happened to me. One, we went on a camping trip and we had to fly into Las Vegas, and when we were renting the the rental car, the lady was like, "You know, you could get." Uh, this SUV for only another twenty dollars more a day, and I was like, "No, nah, that's that's all right." And she's like, "Well, you guys are going through some mountainous terrain. I don't even think the car you're taking will make it up these hills." And I was like, "What are you talking about, lady?" No, that's all right, but thank you. And then it turns out the reason she was doing that is because they were out of the car I was renting. When we got out to the lot, the guy was like, "Well, here's the SUV. We're out of your guys' car." It's like that bitch. <laughs> Not bad. Um, another one was. The homeless people there, I know some homeless people can be crazy everywhere, but it's a whole nother level there. Um, we were crossing the street, and this guy was already yelling, so I knew something was going to happen. And then he crossed the street towards us, but we couldn't walk yet. And he got right in Danielle's face, and he said, I put these in quotes here, um, that he could kick all of our asses, and he's just right in front of her. And she's like, Casey, can we, can we go and like, try to pull me? I'll do it. I'll kick all your asses right here. I'm not going to go out. And I was like, this guy has no fucking clue what's going on. And uh, then we crossed the street, and I still heard him telling other people that he's going to do it. And... Go to Brooklyn. I'll kick your ass. Uh -huh. And then oh, the, uh, we are on the subway, and we are on our way to Brooklyn, actually. And this guy... He looked like a perfect candidate for a shooter. He just kept pacing the bus and was real fidgety. And he was so awkward. The uh, subways weren't even crowded. And so there's plenty of places to sit. But he just kept getting up and they walked around and they'd stand in front of people. And he did that and he stood in front of me. And I was obviously trying to look away from him. And he just kept staring at me. And he just kept like fidgeting and just kept like bouncing around. And then he did it to Danielle. And then he walked away and did it to other people. And then we got to our stop, and of course he got out, and then he got out and uh, sat right in front of the door where everybody would get out. I was like, oh, guys, he's going to stop everybody from getting out or start shooting or something. And uh, he's like, drop his pants. <laughs> that would have been, would not prefer what happened, but at least it would have been more funny. Um, then he got in front, but then he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, and just kept doing that to people. And then once he got to Danielle, he got right in her face and, bye, guys. And then he's like, have a good day. And then uh, we just kept walking. But it's just the setup to it wasn't something about crazy about See, to happen. There you go. Never judge a book by its cover. 
Well, he's, I think he was definitely still a loose cannon. I don't think he knew what he was doing. Yeah, you probably just caught him on the right day. Uh-huh. This one uh, is a very different kind of story and very cringy, but I don't know how well oh, I can I explain cringe. it. So we were in the uh, Rockefeller Center, which is where they shoot all the NBC stuff. And we're, I've been trying to find the Chrysler building when we were there. And it was late at night, and we went up to, like, the main plaza. And this guy was, like, he's straight out of a sitcom. There was a black guy that worked there. He had a full-on suit, the whole get-up, and looked real professional. And he was like, hey, can I help you guys find something? And I was like, yeah, actually, um, if you don't mind, we're trying to find the Chrysler building. I'm just wondering the best subway to get onto and uh, be able to get a good stop for the Chrysler building. He's like, oh, yeah, the Chrysler building. I can, I can tell you that. Now, if I tell you, it's going to cost those snacks you got there. And uh, we had a whole bag of bullshit. And it was actually, uh, if you've seen on the podcast, all those Hebrew snacks that we got at yeah, 7-Eleven. It was all those. So Danielle's like, I don't, I got to be honest, I don't even know what these snacks are. And um, he's like, I'll take them. But we genuinely didn't even know what the fucking snacks were. And uh, he was an employee there, so he wasn't like a crazy homeless person. He was just trying to be overly nice and funny, but they were not landing at all. I was like, hell yeah, I can uh, give you one of those if you tell me where it's at. Okay, now, I'm not, well, actually, I'm not going to tell you yet. You promise you'll give me one? I was like, oh, my God, this joke was not funny the first time I've gone along with it and done a fake I laugh. I promise, Dad, I uh-huh. promise. And uh, this went on for probably like three minutes, which doesn't sound long, but that's a <laughs> no, long time. That sounds with like a lifetime <laughs> of just staring at somebody awkwardly. <laughs> and it, like I said, it wasn't like a crazy homeless person where you expected. It was like an employee that asked us if we wanted help. And... um so he's like, so that is the Chrysler building is directly over there. And he's like, now the snacks, right? And I was like, yeah, well, actually, because you didn't answer my question at all where the subway stop was, which I already knew where the Chrysler building was. <laughs> the building's so, 100 feet tall. I can yeah. see that. <laughs> I was like, so do you know where the best subway stop is? Ooh, ooh, I do, but that's going to cost more snacks. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, this is a question I originally asked. And that was probably another two minutes of this. And then he finally let us go. And then um, as I was walking down the stairs, and, now, now don't forget, next time I come back, I get those snacks for real. Like, oh, my God, even when I'm leaving, this fucking cringy joke still going. You never gave him any? No. Did you try? No. And then I'm glad I didn't because we got on the subway. And I was like, I finally get to see it. We get out, and I was like, haven't we been here before? And I looked around, and we are right by the Empire State Building. So I think he thought the Chrysler Building was the Empire State <laughs> Building. I was like, God damn it, after all that, he sent us the wrong way. <laughs> well, at least he didn't lose any snacks. <laughs> um, unless he's just totally fucking with us, but the fact that we're right by the Empire State Building, I think he just lives in New York and thinks that that's the Chrysler Building. You're pretty sure he was an employee, though, right? Not just... Oh, I know he was, yeah. He had a tag and a suit and everything. Unless he's just good at sneaking in there, you know? <laughs> Maybe he had a YouTube channel himself. Um, this one is going to sound like a fake story, so I'm glad Danielle was there, if you know me. Um, so this guy was in, we were in Central Park, and he's walking with his two dogs. Neither of them are on a leash, they're just running wild. And I'm pretty sure he's homeless. He's just spouting off a ton of nonsense and going about his walk, and it was pouring rain. And, uh, he's like, yeah, shake it, dog, shake it. So they were, uh, <laughs> shaking all the water off him. Yeah, like, shake it off, bro, bro. And he was talking to me, yeah. What's that girl that sings Shake It Off? And I was like, what the fuck? There's no way. I was like, uh, Taylor Swift? Dude, yeah, that's it. Taylor Swift, that's it. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no way. And uh, then... Just admitting from your pores. Uh-huh. We actually just came from her apartment. <laughs> um, and then he was like, dude, if you guys want, down there by the water... Great spot to smoke weed. I just did it. It's awesome. So if you guys want to head over there, me and my dogs just did it. Well, they didn't smoke with me. Don't worry. I'm sure they sniffed some, if you know what I'm saying. And then he went walking away and still just spouting shit off. He sounded like a character. I would have spent some time with him. Yeah, he was nice. And I wasn't actually like, oh, God, he might do something. He just seemed like he was just out of it. And now you and Danielle were together, and he didn't ask Danielle who sings that Shake It Off song. No. He pointed right at you. <laughs> That's why I was like, where the fuck is the camera? What are the odds of this? Was this one of the days you went to her apartment? Um, Taylor Swift glow going on about you? <laughs> I don't think it was. I'm sure Danielle will remember that and comment, but I don't think so. Um, we also, 
the next day we actually saw the Chrysler building. I found a way on my own. And um, we walked past, there was like 10 cops and they were all tackling this homeless guy. And then there was another homeless guy screaming at them and they were all arguing with him while they were trying to like wrestle with this guy. And um, she went, hey, do you want to help? Do you, you got advice? Yeah, I got advice. And then he's yelling at him. Then come help us. And then he just started yelling at them. And what, then, was, what was the advice? Did you hear? No, he didn't say it. But I guess he started saying something else because she was like, do you want to get tased too? Do you want to get tased too? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I didn't stick around for that one, but it was a funny interaction to walk through. Um, this one's kind of was just really stupid, but I put it in here. So the first night I checked into the hotel, I was going down an escalator and I walked down it because I was slow as shit. And this guy coming up, it was like, wow, you New Yorkers are all the same. Always in such a hurry. <laughs> what the fuck? I literally checked in from Columbus, Ohio. I walked down this escalator because it's slow as shit. I was like, I don't know what's going on in this place. Um, Where are you from, bud? <laughs> oh, you'll like this one. Um, I went to uh, get pizza one night. Just one night? <laughs> this was at like 1130 and... It was right, we were right by Madison Square Garden. Well, it was just me to went get the pizza. And the game just let out, so there's a shitload of drunk people. And I crossed the street. It had a cross sign. There was uh, no cars coming through. And this guy was by himself, so I don't think it was a joke. Um, I crossed through. Holy shit, bro! What the fuck's wrong with you? You just almost got hit by that car, bro. Do you not see that? <laughs> and I was like... Oh shit! Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, there is no car in sight. Holy shit! Watch where you're going next time. And I was, what the f I don't know if you actually thought there was a car there or what happened, but there was nothing even close to me. I wonder how long he was at that crosswalk. Uh -huh. <laughs> what game is playing? Are there sports games in? Yeah, the uh, and it's, well, all of them are going now besides football because not in season. But the Rangers were playing their hockey. And they're just full capacity. No, they're doing, um, I think, like 10% or something. It's like the Blue Jackets, they have like 5,000 a game, even though it can hold like 20,000. That sounds awkward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to one. It's uh, It was fun, but it is awkward. It's like a preseason game where people are into it, but there's not enough to really do it. And then Stinger's still there banging on the drum, but there's not enough people to like keep the, the um, flow going, so it's a little awkward. I guess it's not as awkward as the cardboard cutouts this yeah. year. <laughs> Some of them are making an extra awkward because they're Plankton having noise. They're having fans and they're still keeping uh, cardboard cutouts for some of the stadiums, which oh, seems God. extra weird. Yeah, that's the Blue Jackets aren't doing it, thankfully. It yeah. Um, I told you this one, but the first time we got on a subway there, there's a a man that got a bag of white powder and poured it into a piece of paper and started rolling it, and he did this like he just uh. Got a bag of snacks out. It was just right in daylight. It wasn't like trying to sneak in his pocket or anything. And started rolling it and then biting it and swallowing some of it. And then randomly would just spit out some of it on his own pants. And then the next bite, just swallow it. And I wonder what he was up to. Not, he didn't do anything crazy? Not, well, not around me. I don't know. Maybe that kicked in a little later. Because <laughs> we got it off at like three stops later. So, yeah, nothing happened for us. Um, I think that's it. So if you want to tell one of your stories, go for it. I'll make sure I didn't miss anything here. Well, with it being Easter today, I actually remember something. Do you remember our cousin Ross? Uh-huh. I, I can't remember the last time. He could be dead for all I know. <laughs> it's been like 20 years since I've seen him. But we were all at, uh, I think you were there, but I was, I mean, we were young. Um, but we were all at Grandpa Pugh's house and he had that big yard. And we're all running around tossing a football having a good old time and then ross being the psychopath that he is out in the field he finds a dead rabbit and replaces the football with the rabbit do you remember that i don't think i was around this <laughs> i'm sure i remember it a dead rabbit across the field and at first people are going to catch it like a football then realizing it's a dead rabbit and he spoils the game pretty quickly, obviously. But then he just got blood in his eyes and he starts chasing everybody around with the rabbit. <laughs> and he starts punting it across the field, just 
drop kicking it and watching it fly all over the place until he kicks it so hard one time the fucking head comes off the rabbit and everybody just freaked out and went inside but I just remember that today I was staring at all these beautiful <laughs> bunnies for Easter yeah I definitely don't remember that or put it out of my mind but I don't I think I would stick in my brain yeah it stuck in my brain <laughs> <laughs> I clearly remember seeing that thing fly through the air like what is wrong with you <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I definitely don't know that story, and I don't think I was around for it. But when's the last bad. time you seen Ross talk to Ross? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> um, so this was a story I probably shouldn't tell at all, but that's a uh, that's the point of the show. It's the name of the game, right? Yeah, I don't think you know this story. Um, I think you actually would be like, "Oh, that's not bad," but my friends think it's like the worst thing in the world. So. This was st when I still lived um, at our parents, and I was uh, alone in bed, and uh, yeah, got excited and started looking stuff up and okay. doing the nasty, you know. All right, all right. And then can't really relate, but I, I understand what you're talking about. I think you can. <laughs> um, I think you need to admit some things here. Um, I thought this would also make you feel better, be able to tell some stories if you need to. So then I finished, and then I went to grab the tissues I had next to me. Finished what exactly? Oh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then before I could, Buckeye, my dog, got really excited and <laughs> jumped up and started licking it. I was like, Buckeye, no, no. And I pushed him away really fast, and he only got a couple licks. But I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. But then – uh. All my friends like to uh, tell that, retell that story, and then make additions that I didn't say. Like my oh, friend yeah. Dave, yeah, he's like he'll tell every new person I meet. And, yeah, he finished, and he's like, "Buckeye, come here, I got a treat." <laughs> no, and then no, you're and now fucking his dog is just uh -huh. for semen. Anytime he smells it, he goes crazy. Yeah, and then they're all, like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Well, that's not actually the story. <laughs> it's kind of like the episode of uh, Dave we just watched. Actually, very yeah. similar to that." Yeah, that tends to happen to a story. Everybody puts their own evolution on them. But, uh -huh. but yeah, you're right. I don't I don't think that's that bad at all. <laughs> no, no, not your fault. You got a creepy-ass dog. You know <laughs> but I actually have a, a similar story on the list. Uh -huh. uh, us being Ohio boys, you know, born and bred, birthplace of aviation, mm -hmm. home of the Wright brothers. I don't know um, if this is going to be relevant to that. It will. You'll see. Okay. So as I'm a young man venturing out into the world on my own, our first, you remember the first time we took a plane and went to just like to Toledo? Um, I know we did that. I don't remember doing that. Yeah. Our parents wanted us to experience yeah. a plane like they were going out of business <laughs> next week or something. So they just took everybody to Toledo for some random reason. Um, but the next time I was on a plane just by myself, me, uh, a friend, I guess I'll just, he'll remain nameless. Uh, but you know who he is very well. Um, he bought a car down in Florida and wanted somebody to come down there with him and drive the car back, which turned into a whole <clears throat> thing on its own because the car broke down in Georgia. We had to stay overnight in Georgia. The dude that towed us to the hotel uh, it was like a 70-year-old meth head and was telling us these crazy stories about ladies of the night. His name was Willie. He's a super nice guy, but out of his effing mind. Every um, Willie we know has been that way. You remember the Willie we used to watch? The one mom used to babysit? Uh -huh. Yeah. Remember his brother, Ben? That kid was a straight creep. <laughs> Super creepy. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we're heading down to Florida on, remember the Skybus plane mm -hmm. tickets? For real cheap tickets, going to Florida, having a great time. And I'm like, hey, uh, hey, friend, I need a jerk off. And I'm just telling him because I'm going to go to the bathroom and do it. And he immediately turns to me and says, well, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, well, I plan on putting it in the toilet. But he, to him, it was like you couldn't do that or something. So I said, you know what? You know those little puke bags they put in the seat in front of you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I said, I'll be right back. And I took the puke bag went to the bathroom, did exactly what you imagine, <laughs> left it in the puke bag, oh and put the puke bag back. And this, unfortunately, 
turned into somewhat of a ritual we would do anytime I flew anywhere until I became a <laughs> until about a few years ago I cut that off but uh yeah so in at least I'd say four or five planes uh I ejaculated into the vomit bag <laughs> and you said we did was it a ritual amongst everyone that did it no no I guess I'm just trying to push off some of the blame here <laughs> it was me <laughs> All me. <laughs> wish Buckeye was on those planes. <laughs> I kind of wish that you had to throw up and you forgot, and then you had yeah. to use it yourself and backfire. I mean, in my head, being a young trickster, I just thought it'd be funny, but thinking about it older now, it's like how miserable it would be to be like nauseous and sick on a plane, and then like, because obviously it dries, so you'd, you'd pull that bag open, it'd probably just like, rip you know and they wouldn't have anywhere to throw up and it's not really funny at all but back then i thought it was hilarious not bad um trying to get that ready this is a quick one i probably have told you this but huh, oh my god but uh if you don't remember i think you'll find it funny so you remember our good friend manning oh yeah I'm I'm comfortable saying his name because this one isn't like our stories. We um we're at a Columbus Stars game, which is like the uh, Columbus Chill, a minor league hockey team, and it was his first hockey game ever, and he was so excited. And there was like probably 800 fans there, and um, not what you would actually get in a hockey experience. What were you gonna say? It's a sold out crowd. Yeah. Um, and then our section. There was probably four people in front of us. It's a small stadium to begin with. But this, uh, you can probably see where the story is heading. But um, they had this great idea to, you could buy pucks. They were uh, like rubber, but they were pretty thick rubber. Like you didn't want to get them. They were hefty. Um, and they had a great idea. You could buy those. And then whoever landed closest to center ice would get a prize. And Just people Throwing them from your seat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very minor league hockey thing. <laughs> um, but uh, people would throw them. Some people like hit the uh, glass. People would get the ice. Manning, um, he's, a, he's a, a big guy too. So he caught it back as far as he could. And he ah! and threw it. And he landed two seats in front of us and smacked this old woman in the back of the head. <laughs> And he sat down really fast and just looked around. Natalie wasn't him. She turned around. Ah! <laughs> and then I was staring straight at her, so she probably thought it was me. But then I tried to talk to Manning, and he just kept staring off in the distance. And I thought he wasn't him. And it wasn't a prank or anything. He later, dude, I was trying to throw it as far as I could on the ice. I don't know how it landed there. <laughs> Didn't land anywhere. It hit that lady in the back of the head. He, he was a lot of fun to do stuff with. Oh, yeah. All kinds of shit with him. Remember that one time, I think we went to the zoo or something, but we were up in Powell, and it was like a big thing. We would always, uh -huh. I guess, again, I'm drawing, bringing other people into the fold, which really isn't true, but um, <clears throat> we loved driving around, and I'd press my balls and nuts against the, <laughs> the window, and we'd love to watch people's reaction, and I don't know, nudity was just a thing, <clears throat> and one time... Which, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the place that, um, being up there is a great place for that. There's no little kids where there's ice cream. So yeah, yeah. Great location. Not a affluent, <laughs> majority white community. Um, but yeah, the standard pressed ham on the window was just, you know, it was fun, but it just wasn't getting our rocks off anymore. So Manny was like, what if we pulled up to, I think it might, was it Culver's? Um, it was like an outdoor think so. ice cream place yeah. or something. Anyway, they had a bunch of outdoor seating, and we came up with the mastermind plan of going to the park in the car on one side and then walking all the way to the other side of all the outdoor eating area, um, dropping my pants to my ankles, and then running back to the car, but, <laughs> but through the outdoor seating area. And I was like, all right, I'll do it, but you guys have to promise me that the door won't be locked when I get back here. And I trusted them with every inch of my soul. And when I got back to the car, 
my most vulnerable position, pants at my ankles, the door's locked. And I've never forgiven you and Manny for that. And I didn't day. lock it, and he didn't tell me he was going to lock it. So he either genuinely didn't mean to, or he's that good of a trickster. And I wish I could have a, a sound clip of his laugh, because it was the most contagious, funniest laugh in the world. So Yeah, you could tell he was having a good time, but it almost sounded like an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not criticizing him, because I wish I could do it. That would be so fun. But thinking about that now, if I was his age and I had, like, Danielle's um, <laughs> little brothers, I'd feel so uncomfortable doing that. I'd be like, oh, no, guys, let's not. Yeah, I always respected him for that. <laughs> now, I mean, he was a nice dude, and he would take his girlfriend's little brothers out to have fun. But, like, you could tell he was legitimately having a good time, too. And it was, you know, it was bored. We'd do all kinds of shit. And it was always tons of fun. <laughs> And then he met up with us and went to PAX at one time years later. Okay, yeah. That was cool. He also, he met me for the first PAX I ever went to, the one I went alone oh, yeah. in yeah. PAX East, the first ever PAX East. It was just you two, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I drove with our sister, but then she didn't want to go, so it was just me for the first day, and then oh, he met up yeah. with me. It was after the divorce. <laughs> um, well, was that your, did you have that story on the list, or... No, I just got brought up because of, cause of Manny. Okay. If you want to tell your next one, you can then. All right. Let's let's uh, let's see here. <laughs> the worst one's probably out of the way, you know. He jerking off on an airplane, <laughs> finishing in the vomit bags. I mean, that might be illegal. Who knows? Um, okay. Well, here's one that we are talking about. <clears throat> we'll set the stage here. We are both there for this one. Um so we have a little sister. We were probably 11 and 12, respectively, yeah. something like that. So <clears throat> we're about 11, 12 years old. She's a baby, months old, less than a year. Um, our father happens to work third shift, so sleeps most of the evening. So one night, normal night for my mother, you know, watching soaps, cooking dinner, stuff like that becomes time for the old man to go to work and <clears throat> she's going to wake dad up and get him ready help him get ready for work or whatnot this is one of cody's favorite stories oh he's heard this one <laughs> i literally don't think she's forgiven us for this <laughs> i think it like changed the way she looks at me <laughs> forever um but anyway she goes to get dad up for work do whatever they need to do uh, and asked us, hey, guys, I'm going to get your dad up. Can you keep an eye on the baby for a while? And we just said, yeah, sure. As soon as she's out of sight, we come up with the master plan. Casey being the, the rugrat guy that he is, um, loves rugrats, had a Tommy doll that was roughly the size of our little sister. So we immediately went over to our little sister and stripped all of her clothes that sounds terrible <laughs> oh i know when i tell cody the story every time I'm like, oh god how do you say this part <laughs> well she was probably one because it sounds bad but she was not that it was her fault obviously she had no fucking clue but i know she was laughing and she went yeah she could oh like, really yeah it was like baby talk but she went along with it because she didn't know that we were being fucking terrible <laughs> so this must have been a, a, a hefty sized tommy doll then because i remember yeah. being it was close to her size so i think that was part of the issue she was like just learning how to walk so if she oh, got to the yeah 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 you nailed it that's a that's a key component to this story yeah yeah so she must have been one somewhere in that area just learn how to walk and she says can you keep an eye on your sister for a while being the wonderful older brothers we are we said sure absolutely mom we'd love to um take michaela's clothes off put them on the tommy doll and we get michaela out of sight <laughs> And the thing cried, right? The doll cried uh -huh. on its oh, own. Yeah. And just viciously throw the doll <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> I've never seen my mother move so fast. Comes Because the doll's crying. She can hear something go down the stairs. So it comes tearing out yeah. of the bedroom. And me and you're oh, God, Michaela, no! And <laughs> uh, Yeah. You know, story tells itself. Mother comes out to a crying baby at the bottom of the stairs as her new daughter just learned how to walk. Yeah, that's Cody's favorite part. I always tell that. She comes out, no, no. 
Yeah, she still doesn't find the humor in that. <laughs> but it's classic, classic, classic Michaela story. Couldn't have done it without her. <laughs> yeah, and then she came waddling out of the closet or wherever we kept her, and <laughs> yeah, she was laughing. <laughs> yeah, she was laughing because she had no clue what just fucking happened, how terrible we were. She was like, oh, these are my older brothers. Yeah, we probably did something shitty in that sense, too. Went to hide and seek, went to hide and seek, get in the closet. I'm pretty sure we did say that. <laughs> Some cons never get old. <laughs> um, I did forget the uh, New York story I teased you before we got on here. It's a very quick one. Oh, I missed night. one. Um, so there's another homeless man cro crossing the street. We uh, we cross the street. The homeless man is passing us. There's a kid that walked by us going the direction that he would be. And he was by himself, probably like 18, 20 years old, kind of looking at his phone, not doing anything wrong. And um, as soon as the homeless guy got next to him, what's up, faggot? And the kid, whoa, what, what? <laughs> and then uh, he just jumped right in front of his face, and the kid just like, slowly walked away. And, uh, so there was nothing that prompted that. He wasn't with another guy. There was absolutely nothing that happened. You should cancel that man. He'll never be homeless in this town again after using language like that. <laughs> yeah, it was probably tame for those people there. Um, I don't I feel like I would have had to do this story, but uh, he comes up on this podcast pretty often. Our good friend, um, Danny Bazooka. Shout out to Danny. That's right. Um, I'm sure I, oh, I hate you. Um, Love you. I'm sure I told you the story, but we were at his house. His dad's super nice, as you know. And um, Danny wanted to order pizza since I was staying the night there. You, you know this? thought so. But and, it's definitely uh, worth telling. <laughs> and his dad was like, yeah, Danny, I really want to order you pizza, but you know we don't got much money right now, so uh, it's going to have to be Domino's. I don't want Domino's. Get us Pizza Hut or Donato's, anything but Domino's. And Danny, I'll get that soon, but I'm just, we're not making a lot of money, so Domino's is all I can afford. And he went on a tantrum. And Sing, I was, single dad, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> single dad, super nice guy, hardworking guy. Yeah, and you know how picky of eater I am. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'll do that because I was like, I could tell how bad he felt. And I was like, oh, Jesus. But Danny didn't care. So it wasn't like me complaining. Danny thought he had to make up for it because I was his friend or whatever. I was like, yeah, it's okay. And uh, so Danny started throwing stuff and breaking stuff off the walls <laughs> and then ran to his room and came back out with a set of throwing stars <laughs> and started throwing them at his dad and not like he was just like tossing them at him. He threw by and it whizzed by his head and stuck in the wall next to him. And he was like, his dad was, Danny, stop, Danny. And I like charged down the hallway as throwing stars were passing by him. And then had to like tackle him into the wall. And then Danny said that uh, he threw him against the wall and was hurting him. As Danny was potentially trying to murder his dad for not getting the right pizza. Casey, are you seeing the way he treats me? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, I would really like to catch up with Danny because of all the fucked up stuff I did to that guy. <laughs> you know, back in the, when we were younger, to me, it was just like, oh, it's just for fun. And Danny knows it's just a joke. Well, goddamn, we did some terrible things. <laughs> I told, I don't know if you listened to last week, so I told the episode with the body bag. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot about that. <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> the last episode when you were talking about the backyard fire, uh-huh that happened twice because oh, did it cody mentioned when we were playing uh some some game i don't know what it's called some game um and i was like oh yeah and i re remembered that i was like yeah we blame that on our the neighborhood bad apple chad bogner um trent trent boy uh, <laughs> but that was actually a different time that was like we just filled up a whole like a big bucket thing of gasoline with like sticks and all this crap in it and lit it on fire and then we were like this is stupid and kicked it but when you kicked it just went everywhere and caught that tree on fire and yeah mom caught wind of that and wasn't happy and blamed on chad bogner <laughs> so yeah that actually kind of happened twice but the first one i forgot about yeah that one that's stuck in my brain i don't even remember doing it again <laughs> um how many stories you got left um Oh, I think we could go all night, you know what I mean? But Oh, you got a lot? 
I put a few down, but you know, kind of the more you talk, the more you remember things. And uh huh, yeah, that's why I add them as I go. So if you want to tell a couple more, we could, and then you always come back on for another episode, especially since Cody's running out of content. I guess. Do you just? Well, obviously, you just got to play set up for twos. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out how to do more. It, not every episode, but maybe some. Yeah, uh, somebody I've never met before on your show, I think you called him D-Dubs. Oh, yeah, D-Dubs. D-Dubs. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, he seemed like a good guy. <laughs> uh, but he brought up an interesting point about the 69th episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess never, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you remember, I think you were there. You remember Jack Weeks, Jack and Joe Weeks? Yeah. Were you on the camping trip with us when they... Came, came camping and was that Gallenberg? It wasn't no, camping, it was, but it was just like in Ohio, somewhere like Eastern Ohio or something. Oh yeah, and there's like a big pond in the middle. We caught yeah. those frogs. Uh huh. All right, so <clears throat> that that was. A, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, that was a trip when Joe. Oh, man, I even dropped their last names. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Camel was starting to come into himself and uh, really expressing his, uh, just expressing himself, God. figuring out who he was and started, hey, Joe, can you hand me the um, <clears throat> deck of cards? What'd it do? Uh, Joe was just really, really becoming a, a, a man on that trip. Uh, so one time, <clears throat> Joe had really gotten on everybody's, got on everybody's nerves the whole day. So when they went to sleep, Joe and whoever Joe was sleeping with, um, we went to the pond and just started catching frog after frog after frog. And then we were like, you think we could catch these frogs naked? Like that would make it any harder to catch frogs. But, but we did it and caught frogs naked and filled up that, I forget the exact number, but it was in the high 20s. And we filled up most of that bucket with like those giant ass pond frogs and dumped him into Joe's tent when he was sleeping. <laughs> were you, you were there for that, right? You remember I that? remember doing that. Oh, yeah, it happened, and Joe flipped out, got super gangster on us. <laughs> I think he threatened to beat our ass, uh, which was never going to happen, but a ton of fun dumping those frogs in there. That was, a, <clears throat> that was the same trip where we bought that non-alcoholic beer. Or you oh, remember? I remember that, Bush and A. Oh, yeah, still my fave. Uh Oh, that that pretty often, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it'd be so funny because we were probably what, fifteen? Yeah. <clears throat> it'd be so funny if they came into the RV and we were all just <laughs> hanging out, nonchalant, playing cards, drinking some beer. So we like set up this whole scenario where we'd just be playing imaginary cards. I don't think we were really even playing cards, <laughs> and had all these bush NAs laying around the place. <laughs> And it didn't fool his mother for a second. She walked in the RV and just looked at it and was like, those aren't real beers. And they just kept walking. <laughs> like, oh, well. She poured real beer lead. into it. <laughs> um, I guess I could tell two more if you want. Oh, I'd love that. Um, Two or three more, you decide. Let's just go to, you know, till it just doesn't feel natural, you know what I mean? All right, we'll do three more. I can't believe um, you didn't say I hate you right there. I thought for sure you are going to say I hate you. I can only say it so many times. So I thought about adding this one because you're here for it. This is the uh, infamous 8mm story, if you remember it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, it must have just been you and Patrick. I must not even have been there. Yeah, me, Nick, and our cousin Patrick, all men. Well, boys at the time, but all guys is the point. Um... It was probably like five in the morning, and we all were watching Eight Millimeter, which, as far as my knowledge, isn't a good movie to begin with. The, it's one of the like smuttiest major motion pictures that was ever made. The movie is just gruesome, dark, fucked up. I don't know why we were watching that. Yeah, and it was the early days of DVDs, so it was one of the ones we had. So we watched it over and over, and. DVDs had the cool invention of zooming in and slowing down and all the features that VHS didn't have. So Classic there's Cage. <laughs> Classic Nick Cage. 
there's a scene where this guy had full frontal nudity and it zoomed in on his dick. Well, it aimed at his dick and then we zoomed in as far as you could on his dick. And then we paused it and we all sat, sat there laughing as loud as we could and just staring at this man's penis. And then our dad came in, mine and your dad, and uh, Patrick's um, uncle, I was going to say his niece, um, his uncle came into our room just getting home from work probably or just getting up for work. No, I'm probably getting home. home. Yeah. So probably later than five. It's probably like seven in the morning. Yeah, and he came in expecting uh, his kids and his nephew to be bonding. Came in, hey guys, what's up? And just stopped and looked at the screen. All right, have fun. And then just left the room. And we're all, oh, he definitely just saw us staring at this guy's dick and all of us are just sitting there. And then we all started laughing, which I'm sure he heard as soon as he shut the door. He probably, what the fuck? What is the matter with these people? Even crazy thing, he's always just cool as a cucumber. <laughs> Not much effects about that. <laughs> I yeah. Those two were gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> there was um one time when we went on when a buddy Dan and I went on a camping trip down to Ocracoke and we were driving around, having fun, having a good time. <clears throat> um and we were like, well, looking for a like a secluded beach somewhere and down the whoops down the main roads there was like not dirt roads but sand roads basically just little trails cut out of vegetation with sand went to drive down one of those to try and find a beach that nobody was at or doing anything and when we were driving down probably half a mile back or something the car bottomed out and got stuck and we had no recourse of how to get a car out of there at all this is actually on that road trip down there there wasn't even gps i i still we went to triple a do you remember the trip ticks uh-huh. just like a book of page by page directions uh-huh. yeah that's uh i think it was 2007 or 8 but i always remember that because that was funny but <clears throat> anyway we since we were going to a beach chrissy was with us and I didn't have like my swim trunks, swim trunks. I just, do you know what those softy shorts are? Those girls' shorts? I think so. Come in like different colors, and I always have a white band. It's uh-huh. like softy. They're basically like what we would wear as underwear. Um, but I have a pair of Chrissy softies on and nothing else. Not a t shirt, shoes, or anything. So when the car bottoms out, I'm like, and we're stuck back there, I'm like, oh shit, well, I guess I could walk back to the campsite. That was only like a, a mile or something like that. So I walk back to the campsite, and then the ranger that's working there is a total biatch. And I told her what happened. She said, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? And I, said, I don't want you personally to do anything about it. I was wondering if you, I, I could call a tow truck or something. You could, but it's going to be a minimum 400 bucks just to get them out. And if they have to do anything, it's going to be even more money. And I was like, uh, uh, all right. Well, can I have the number? They're closed. All right. Well, fuck me. So I just left, walked away from her, feeling worse about myself and about humanity altogether. Um, walking down the side of the road, again, in these softy shores, probably with my little butt cheeks hanging out the back of them. And these two rednecks pull up in a rusty old red truck, also shirtless, which I thought was pretty cool. And they said, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, pretty good. So like, what, are you, what are you doing out here? Well, we got our car stuck up out the, up back there. It sounds like a pot to every bad porno. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I just hang tight. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just uh, we got our car stuck back there and just looking for a way to get out. I said, hop in the back, man. We got a 4x4. Four four. We'll get you right out of there. So I hop in the back of these rednecks' truck, and there's literally beer cans in the back of their truck. And we're all just cruising down the road for a minute, just three shirtless dudes, wind blowing through our hair. But I'm like in the tailbed of their truck, uh-huh. their trunk truck. <clears throat> and they pull back there. Sure enough, they assess the situation. They Everything turns out all right. They see that I'm with Dan and Chrissy, and I'm not just some lonely boy looking for a good time. 
and they hook us up right there, pull us right out. We all, we literally high-fived and thanked them and all went on about our way. Nobody got raped or anything. Well, that wasn't a good hang tight then. Well, yeah, I just <laughs> figured I'd build some suspense. You're like, I had no idea my brother got gang-banged. Mm, wouldn't be surprised. Um, so before I get to my actual story, I remember a quick Manning one while we were talking about him. When the, actually the first time we went to a PAX East, just me and him, we were wandering the city, and we went to the Apple store there, and they have one of the crazy-ass Apple stores, like multiple level, levels, glass window everywhere. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, so Manning, so you saw how big it was, and Manning took the time to every device on the top level. Um, he's a huge conservative. He... <laughs> The top level, he found a picture of Obama that uh, was, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on this? Um, what is it? The term. What am I blanking here? It's uh, a terrible term for politicians. Pedophiles? <laughs> no, not pedophiles. <laughs> um, oh my God, I'm blanking. I'm going to come back to that because it's very easy. I'm just blanking. So I'll tell my story here quick. Um, this one you're a part of as well. It involves our friends Grant and TC. Oh. And um, this was uh, one of our best ideas, as in definitely one of our worst. Um, we were in, we always like to do pranks when the other ones were sleeping. And we were at our house and we had a balloon launcher. <laughs> which... These balloon launchers are fucking, they can do some damage with balloons. It takes three men to operate them. You get one to hold it and then the other side and then the one to pull it back and yeah, launch it's it. more like a catapult. You yeah. can literally shoot things like 150 yards with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had the bright idea of instead of doing that, get a pool ball while Grant was sleeping. And so his own brother was doing this. He was the one actually launching it. He had us hold it. And <laughs> he launched it. And just missed his head and put a hole in the wall. A huge hole, too. Like a deep hole, not huge, I guess. But shows, shows you how fast it was going. <laughs> Literally could have just murdered Grant uh -huh. in our face. And he's like, ah, oh, shit, I missed him. So he tried three more times and just put wall, holes in the wall all around his head. And then he finally woke up. What are you guys doing? And then we all played it off and acted like we didn't know what was going on. And uh, Sorry, go ahead. Um, definitely could have. And probably should have murdered him. I was asked, maybe it was because the pool balls failed, or, or after we saw the holes, we were like, no, we got to switch this up. But remember, or it might have been TC. It might have been Grant wanted to get revenge when Taylor Clinton fell asleep. Um, we filled the whole thing up with wet toilet paper. Oh, uh, yeah. And then it, when it hit there, it just, like, engulfed their head like a mummy. <laughs> it's like wet toilet <laughs> Those water launchers were really fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, Toilet paper is annoying and gross, but I think I'd take that over a pool ball. More likely, oh, gonna no kill doubt. you. Oh no doubt! It was just like, it was funny because it was a ball of toilet paper, then turned into like a facial mask. Yeah. But yeah, the whole <laughs> screwing people in their sleep. Little Zach was we tortured him with that. Remember when we he slept over and we were like, "No, you should sleep on the, the mattress, little Zach. And like, just sleep on the mattress." And it's because we pulled the trampoline to the window. <laughs> And we had enough people to lift up the mattress in his sleep, and we tried to slide him out the window onto the trampoline. Yeah, that's when he woke up as he was getting thrown out, isn't oh, it? Yeah. You know, like gripped under the window like yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, sliding down <laughs> to the trampoline and woke up, woke up being thrown out of a window, literally. Oh, God. Or uh, the, uh, have you ever gotten, like, a little bit of deodorant in your mouth and it just dries up? Dries everything out of your mouth altogether. I don't think I have. It's a terrible feeling. But remember when little Zach was sleeping and we undid that deodorant <laughs> stick and we jammed it in his mouth and he just jarred, freaked out, <laughs> bit the deodorant stick off in his mouth. His face, dude, I will never forget that. It's like he's gasping for air because it just pulls all the moisture out of your mouth. Oh my god. Um,. You can tell the next one, me just turn looking back to me. Um, I'll stick with uh, one more sl sleeping story. Remember good old Stephen Roby? <laughs> I haven't talked to him in years either. I wonder what he's up to. 
Uh, maybe I'll look him up. Uh, probably a baseball star by now. Uh, but anyway, he was sleeping over at our house. I don't remember if you were awake or a part of this or I not. I think I know what this is, but I won't spoil it. I think he had some type of irrational fear about fires. Like yeah, sometimes that's what I thought. Like, I don't know, would you think there's going to be a fire? <laughs> like, uh, I, no, I don't think there's going to be a fire. What makes you think there's going to be a fire? So when he fell asleep, we put a small card table over him and then threw sheets over the card table. So he had like a nice closed-in area above his face, and then we <laughs> lit a bunch of matches in there. <laughs> then woke him up because it's you know smells like burning matches and there's smoke all underneath the card table. And they're waking Stephen, fire, fire, fire! We gotta go. <laughs> See him freak out. He was, he was already yeah. pale, but he was as pale as a ghost after that. Yeah, it kind of backfired too. Remember, because we had all it set up. But he was so paranoid that he woke up and just flipped everything off and just ran oh, out. And he just literally ran out of the house by the time we could catch him. Like, wow, we fucking wasted all this plot line to get matches and go smell it. And he, then he'll know it's a fire. And he just flipped everything off and just ran out of the entire house. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the night because we were being idiots. So, for yeah, sure. So you have a better, like, detailed memory than I do. Because, like, I can remember good points of certain things but you always remember things in more detail <laughs> there was something similar to that one time we were driving down the freeway and somebody in the front seat fell asleep um total bitchy girl nobody liked her uh, and there was a semi towing another semi but it was towing it backwards so it was when you came up on it you were coming up head to head yeah so i came <clears throat> driving up on the thing crazy fast yeah. and then you know, everybody in the car was on the same page, and when we got close, we were all going to scream, so she would wake up and shoot up and see that we were going head-on-head head with the semi, and it worked flawlessly, and she was fucking terrified, and it was great, <laughs> and then got pissed. Would, didn't talk to us the rest of the way home from Cincinnati. <laughs> um, if you got another one, you can tell I'm trying to look up this term. It's so easy to only be pissed when I find it. Oh, my God. I hate you those mic bounces yeah um yeah only if you do though i think that's all about all i had listed but i feel like little zach and danny <laughs> we could tell stories all day long wasn't there something where little zach he was a what was the bongo donkey kong thing called <laughs> Donkey Konga? Donkey Konga. He was a Donkey Konga madman. <laughs> he loved it, and the speed he played those bongos was ridiculous. He looked yeah, like he, he was on fast forward. The whole and time. he was literally on uh, Ritalin at this time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He was on speed playing bongos, virtual bongos. Um, but he loved those things. Loved them to death. Wasn't there something that happened... Where he got into like a physical fight with uh, with D Dove's Derisite over the Donkey Konga. <laughs> I don't remember that. Derek usually watches these, so Derek, let us know. Yeah, or if you want to be on an episode. Oh, this is D Dove's is Derek, the one I know? Oh no, I'm saying that's a different person. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um Yeah, do you remember when he played those at uh GameStop? I thought that's where you were heading. Yeah, I can't believe they let that kid <laughs> every time. I thought he's going to get removed from that game. Yeah, because they had those kiosks set up, usually just like a GameCube controller where people would quietly play games. Will there be a consolation prize? <laughs> but for some, well, it was a, a terrible idea to begin with, and I can't imagine being one of those employees when they set that up. Like, oh, my fucking God, you yeah. really put... Just asking for a disaster. Uh -huh. It's a matter of time before the thing gets ripped out of the machine or that somebody tips the thing over. But I think... Most reasonable people will probably realize that and want to try it out. Like, even as kids, I feel like all of us went over and, like, tapped it. Because, you know, well, you don't want to be too annoying. But, yeah, little Zach did it like he was in a fucking rock band and just went buck wild. And everybody at the store would be staring at him. He'd be our friend. Oh, my God. Do you remember our taste of uh, rock and roll stardom at PAX? I do. You want to tell that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell about our... Our rise to glory and then our our fall fall to the ashes because that first year so there was a setup at at PAX which I'm sure most people are familiar with is a giant convention what hundred thousand people or more yeah um, 
but they have a real life stage set up just like you would at like a rock concert or something but it has the rock band equipment on it and anybody could sign up and anybody that had the the gusto and bravery to get on stage could do it um so we went on with a, two or three other of our friends what song was it when we did it was what? um was it creep or no oh my god i always know this part of the story now i'm blanking because I, uh, I remember the other one the one that went wrong oh uh, no it was cold as ice i knew it was foreigner oh. i was trying to remember which song though <laughs> and it was ridiculous most people were playing and it was just like you know nobody was being mean or rude or anything but they get on they get off people were like it was like we had little groupie fans or something we were playing cold as ice people were laughing singing clapping it felt great and the dude wasn't there like a dj or uh, yeah what call it, mc or whatever um yeah and the crowd kept growing it was like an actual it was like something out of a movie <laughs> who are these guys i've never seen them before they must be new on the circuit um and yeah to, I'm, I'm again this is probably one of those things where i remember the punch lines but missing a lot of the details that you might be able to fill in here but yeah we had a lot of success it was a ton of fun um but we all let it go to our heads and you know forgot why we really got into the virtual rock game to begin with and came back to pax the following year which we thought we'd have a uh growing crowd but they moved our stage to the hallway which first of all wasn't what we were expecting and uh we had a, a new new member of the band that wasn't there was Stefan there both times i think he was okay oh we had one extra person so we had to bring that what was that plastic thing they used like the soccer games and stuff those oh the I don't know. Yeah, something, something like that. that. There's plastic horns you use at soccer games and stuff. There's too many people to play the instruments, so one person had to play that. And we played Respect by Tam Pantera. <laughs> not only were people not into it, they were <laughs> literally booing us. And yeah, that was the last time we went on tour. Band I, broke up after that. I was gonna say, I think we know where that really stumbled. I was the lead singer of Cold, of, Cold as Ice. Were you really? Yeah, because it was uh, everybody's. Like, I don't want to be a singer. That's how rock band always was. Nobody wanted to fucking sing. And yeah, I, unless you knew somebody was a total asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and especially you know how I am in public. So, but at Pax always just feels like a different place. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then uh, it became so much cooler when <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, that's honestly. I mean, I believe you, but that seems so unlikely to me. That I only remember that happening. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. Just in the moment, because Pax is so different. I, even when we play at our house, I've, uh, I don't like singing. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I almost got a tattoo at Pax. Remember that? Uh huh. <laughs> we For a video game. Mohawks. <laughs> that game was really cool, though, and I'm not sure I would have <laughs> played it other than if we didn't do that. Yeah. That was some bullshit though. We didn't all get our mohawks because I shaved my head right before that, so I couldn't. Oh, I shaved it bald. Yeah. Or I would have done that because I would have shaved my head bald. And all of us thought it was like a crock of shit. Like it was just some promotional yeah. thing. We might get the game a year after it comes. It was the day it was released. It was on our doorstep. Like, holy shit. So this is not what I was thinking of, but I was trying to figure out this whole time the term. I still am blanking. But I don't know why it was, because it was not what I was thinking as all, at all, and it's something that I knew. So he, this is back to the Manning story. Every computer got a picture of Barack Obama, or every device, because there's all kinds of devices in Apple. And got a picture of Obama's head, but then imprinted on his head was a swastika. And he put it on every device, and was just running to the other one as fast as they could. And he's like, Case, we gotta go. And I was like, what? Because I didn't realize what he was doing. And then he's like, come on, let's just get out of here. And then uh, as we, he was like, not stumbling down the stairs, but like trying to pace down the stairs, he goes, hey, sir, sir. And he goes, yep, we got to get out of here. And he looked, after we got out, you could just, it was like something out of a movie, watching go all the way, saw a 10 people crossing his arms in there. And he just started laughing so hard when he was outside. <laughs> oh, dude, I should give him a call to talk to Manny forever. Good guy, great guy. <laughs> Uh, see, that's another thing. It's hilarious, and I'm not like, I can't believe he did that. He's disgusting. But if I took um, Daniel's little brother on a trip, like, dude, check this out. I'd, <laughs> I'd feel so fucking weird. 
Let's walk around Disneyland with Hitler mustache. <laughs> um. All right. Well, should I tell a quick one to end it? It's uh, one Why of your not? favorites. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've only told a couple of people this. I don't even think I told Cody and a lot of my friends. So, um, one morning I wake up and I go to go to the bathroom and I pull down my pants and I start to pee, but then I see there's something on the tip of my dick, right the uh, literally right the little hole, and I realize there's a tick there blocking the pee hole. And, and I had to tell my mom, I probably shouldn't have said this, but I did say this. I said there was a tick on my dick, <laughs> and she literally picked it off the head of my dick, and Nick thought it was the funniest thing, and closed that forever, a tick on my dick, <laughs> and it was just literally blocking the pee hole. And I guess it's a good thing I noticed it then, though. I can't imagine what would happen if it crawled inside of there. It might be a... Or it just blew up on the tip of your dick, and it- Blood shooting out of your <laughs> penis hole. Oh, I guess there's one more thing on this topic. Uh-huh. Not really a story, but it's definitely something you shouldn't admit. Certainly not in this environment. Um, but you might be somewhat familiar with them because I've heard that uh, a picture circulated to you a while back. Uh huh. I'm not sure if that picture, because there was two. One was real close. It had the hemorrhoids in it. Uh-huh. The other picture was just the asshole. But anyway, oh. these hemorrhoids have gotten so bad that they're just leaking blood. Oh Last God. night I had to not wipe my ass for poop, wipe my ass because there was just blood in my ass. Uh, it was it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, I think it's a between both of our stories, that's a solid ending, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. Pretty I explosive. About ten feet tall. <laughs> um, well, you said you're thinking of more stories, so I'm sure you'll be back on here, and there's always more stories coming, you know? Yeah, I just need some quiet reflection, you know? You know what I mean? Been a busy week. Um, Again, I hate you. I know. Love you. (laughs) Well, that's been episode three. We're going to try and do one of these a month. We'll see uh, what we can come up with, see if we get more guests, or if you want to come back on. We have the uh, the D saga that we haven't talked about on here before. The D saga? You don't remember D, the uh, prank phone call? Oh, oh, oh. I guess I was thinking Danny D. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, she was the last D I was thinking of, but... Yeah, that could be a that could be a multi-parter. A <laughs> whole episode, all the, all the details. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Casey, it's uh, it's really been a pleasure. I uh, I appreciate you having me in your studio here. Yeah, not a problem. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Um, should I give out my telephone number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually do this when people are coming. That's just what other podcasts do. You know, you share your handles here and stuff. Uh, I guess I, I'm like an old man. I only have a Facebook handle. That's it. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can end it here. We can um, clap it out.